Welcome to another round, the podcast that gives you an insight into brewing on mic one is, as always, Jörn Idar. And with me, I'm taking another round with Magnus Valmut, the CEO of Plato. Thank you for taking the time to talk today. Thank you for having me. Of course, we are here in the the, the headquarters of of um, Plato, and um, I, I was wondering, could you give the, just the audience like a one minute elevator pitch on your background before we dive into uh, the topics of today? Absolutely. Now, an elevator pitch should never be a full minute, <laughs> but let me try to keep as short as I can. I have an engineering background, been a uh, management consultant for quite a few years made uh, probably a good 10,000 PowerPoint slides, but then wanting to go into a company and a setting where I could have more responsibility, be closer to the product and the solutions that we're offering. So took a leap into software, more closely software as a service, SaaS companies, and before Play-Doh helped build, firstly, a company called the Seasense in online personalization, and then also an enterprise architecture company called Ardoc, mm-hmm. where I also had the, the opportunity to lead that company as it scaled from 10 to close to 100 employees worldwide. So that was really exciting. And and now it's new adventures. And, and for someone not coming from the technology side of things, but from the beer side, what sort of, of um, experience or, or educations from the technology can you bring into the brewing industry? That's a great question. And I think when it comes to, to company building, if you have a, a great idea, a vision of what you want to do for your customers, it's a better solution, a smarter, faster, whatever it is, uh, coming up with that idea that is not my strong side. This is where, for instance, our two founders, uh, Michael Konoski and Paul Ingebrigtsen, are fantastic, innovative, creative product people. Mm-hmm. So they had an idea of how they could get real-time fermentation insights into the hands of, of brewers and, and kind of brewing specialists worldwide. But from that idea to starting to build a product, in our case, a sensor and a cloud solution and taking it out worldwide, there's quite a few steps you have to go through. What kind of, uh, what kind of technology do you need? What kind of solutions, software architecture, manufacturing and supply chain, and then starting to kind of dig into all of these areas? What kind of people do you need? What kind of team do you want to build? Uh, how large should you be? Uh, what is the culture you put in place to be able to, to support your customers in the best possible way? So all of these questions for me, uh, I would say is, is helped and colored by both my background in, in, in many different industries in consulting uh, and also in the past couple of companies that have helped scale. So you, you pick up bits and pieces <laughs> on the kind of whatever you do. Yeah. And I think that's a bit of the beauty on kind of learning as just the general concept wherever you are whatever you're doing as long as you are learning uh, getting meaningful insights uh, are passionate about what you do kind of bring that along is relevant for whatever comes next Mm -hmm. and and you never kind of my own journey has not been super deliberate in the sense that first i had to do this and then this and then this it's it's opportunities they come up and hopefully you have the um, the background and the lessons learned to do a good job and the courage to say yes to some new challenges where you, you certainly do not know everything you need before you take it on. 
then you just take the leap and work hard. I, I think that's uh, to, to tie that towards the beer industry, things not being deliberate. If anybody said that some of the best-selling craft beers in the world would be hazy, non-bitter IPAs, if you said that 20 years ago, uh, the majority of people will just laugh at you. But uh, finding and, and looking at those opportunities and, and executing on them, I don't think you will find a industry more adaptive than, than the brewing industry, uh, to, be, to be honest, from my experience at least. No, but, but I love that. And also the fact that trying out new things, daring to do things that haven't been done before, you are on the forefront of innovation. And I very much see a different or, or a similarity there between the, the, the craft beer industry and also technology companies. You have to try out new things and, and see if it sticks, but move fast. Mm. The things that you try out don't work, discard it, but bring along what you learned along the way. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that. It's, uh, it's, it's more similarities than maybe a simple mind like mine can, 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 uh, can implement. But uh, you're talking a little bit about, about culture. And I think that's one for me coming from the brewing industry, from the beer industry. Uh, one of the things that uh, really impressed me coming into Plato, uh, even though uh, I'm not 100% in the company, there is some, so many things that I, th that I think like the outside world could benefit on, on doing. One of the, the things which... Um, <clears throat> Is, it's really a highlight is your Friday wins uh, where you go through what has happened in the week and celebrate all the wins and showcase each other's work which uh, how and why did you implement this as a part of a, a weekly routine for a whole team oh there's probably a, a long story behind that and it's a, it's a concept that actually comes from from a uh, methodology called OKR, Subjectives and Key Results. So you set out what you plan to do this week, typically on a Monday, and then on a Friday you revert to it to see, okay, what did we check off? What were we able to do? Mm. And, and WINS was also a concept that we had uh, at, at my last company as well, uh, Ardoc, and it very much evolved into this living, breathing culture uh, meeting that we had every Friday. And the importance for me is the people we've brought on are, are company builders and problem solvers. So, so people who are just oriented towards like everything that is not good enough, you focus on for the best part of your day and the best part of your week. Yeah. But 30 minutes, typically three o'clock on Fridays, or actually always three o'clock on Fridays, yeah. we get together and we look at the things that we've done across all teams. Mm -hmm. And the, the part of the reason that I, that I love this session is that it, it, it belongs to the team. Everyone has the opportunity to go kind of on stage and show off what did they do this week. But it's also a bit of an obligation because we should show each other. And typically in, in, in many companies that I have worked with, it's the commercial teams and sales that get to show off. These are the numbers and this is what's great. And, and, and more often than not, salespeople are more uh, willing to, to tell these stories and to share. But I find that it is so important that we get a balanced view that everyone gets to to share a bit in the spotlight mm. so kind of meaningful improvements when you've made back-end improvements to your software platform that speeds up loading time of analytics are some of the things that typically can just happen in the background but we'd like to lift that up yeah. so wins is the session where people send in it can be an image it can be a gif it can just be a small story some customer feedback both things that are going great and things we need to improve because both of them are worth celebrating. The fact that customers trust us to take feedback 
and, and do something about it means they're spending time to help us make our product better. Mm. Lifting this up and coming together. I think something like, like that is is easily implemented in almost any, not almost, but in, in any business you're in. And uh, what struck me was the how little Norwegian that concept was uh, for all the international listeners that are not in the Nordics and have not heard about Janteloven. Uh, you can Google that one if you can translate it. And um, uh, just showcasing what has been done that you have done yourself, which has been a good thing. It's not very typical for uh, the Norwegian culture. Uh, but doing it the way that has been done here kind of reflects the international team you have here as well. Because there is not not everyone working in Plato is is from Norway. Uh, not everyone is actually situated in Norway either. How are you as a uh, as a uh, sort of the manager of strings between everyone, um, making sure that Plato is one unit and not separated because of culture or nationalities or race or whatever? How do you how do you make sure that you're 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 one Plato? Some of the, can you just give us a few examples of what you're doing? Friday wins we talked about now. Some other company building strategies that you're you're implementing? Absolutely. So, so several good questions in there. And probably one of them is how do you set up remote work in a, in a good way? And I guess this is a question that, that pretty much any company across the world has had to deal with now also during COVID. But, but these structures were also in place kind of before the full lockdown and also how, I've, how I worked uh, before the pandemic. But firstly, we are a team now, actually this week, we've grown to 19 employees. Mm. We're eight nationalities. So kind of with, with different academic backgrounds, we, we come from different countries and different continents. And I believe since our customer base is global, we have to be global. Yeah. If we are only Scandinavians and, and we expect to understand how people across the world live, work, would like to be contacted, would like to collaborate with us, I think we, we would be losing a lot of perspectives. Yeah. So being international and being very deliberate about that to hire a diverse team has been something that we've talked about uh, and even our two co-founders as well. Mm. Uh, one is uh, half Norwegian, half Icelandic. The other is also Russian-Israeli. Yeah. Uh, one is an electronical engineer. The other is an industrial designer. So kind of from the start there. Mm. And to how do you set this up to work efficiently across also countries? Because we have uh, most of our team in Oslo, but kind of in the office, but also working from home at the days that makes sense. We have uh, one colleague, our marketing manager, Karina, working out of Copenhagen, um, and also Simon and Tom working in, uh, out of UK in, uh, in Brighton. Mm. And so what we do, all of the company routines are set up so that they can be accessed digitally and, and, and made for that. Mm. So that we start every week together, Monday mornings, what we call the kickoff, nine o'clock. So starting, starting the weeks together. That means we get together as a team. We talk about kind of, we typically do a deep dive. One of the things that's been happening in the last couple of weeks that is important for everybody to level up on. It's just a 10 minute session, but sharing that, um, so, so kicking off with some, some information that is relevant for everyone. Mm -hmm. Then moving also into what we call Monday metrics, where we go through the key parameters across all teams. How are we performing on, on growth, software stability, customer engagement, supply chain risks. So giving a snapshot 
And I think for me as well, that is an important part of the company building and kind of having everyone consider themselves a company builder first and then whatever is on your kind of formal title on LinkedIn. Because the first thing you do, you're part of a team building something together. Mm. And to, to do that, I think everyone needs a the context. Where are we? What are the current challenges? What are other team members up to right now? And, and do I have any ideas on how we could approach that, how we could support each other? I think this is something that, that uh, one can learn of because usually within uh, medium-sized uh, companies, there is, let's take a brewery, for instance, you have uh, if it's more than one employee, which a lot of breweries are, um, you have someone who's doing the sales, you have someone doing the back office, there is someone doing the economics, there is someone maybe taking care of the brew pub, there are some chefs, there are some assistants, and usually it's kind of hard to know what the other ones are doing. So uh, I see some, some uh, work place cultures that can um, sort of lose the grip on other people's work and that value, but also feeling that their own work and their own value in the work they do every day is maybe not appreciated. So I, I can only assume that, that doing the Friday wins and, and kicking off uh, uh, on Mondays, I, I, it gives a, a better perspective on what your colleagues, what your work friends are, are doing at any given moment and showing the value. Uh, am I correct in that uh, assumption? I would say absolutely so. Just to round off, like the, the kickoffs as well. So the, the deep dive, the Monday metrics, and then we do a team roundtable where everyone says, what are the like one, two things, main things for this week, the theme of your work, so that we know what's going on. And we go through all of the employees, all of the teams, so that you actually have a look of what is going to happen far outside of your own work list and that of your team, but you know what is happening. Mm. Since you have that idea week by week, you are very closely involved with what we're doing and what we're building. And both for wins, but also the kickoffs, I've used the analogy before of like painting a house. Mm. If you were painting a house alone, you would go one room at a time. Yeah. And, and kind of, uh, I'm, I'm not a great painter and, and I've, Sometimes I don't find it that uh, fun either, but I also know that if, if I am painting something, if I know that kind of five, six of my friends or colleagues are, are there painting the other rooms while I'm painting mine, you just know there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're done with that wall, five more walls have been painted. And it's much the same with the company as well. You're doing different things, but seeing the progress and seeing the momentum also build this feeling of we are moving in the right direction and we're doing it together. Mm. And I, I have a uh, background also from, uh, from, from university sports where I was uh, rowing, crew they call it in the US, mm. and kind of the difference between doing sports alone and doing sports with a team, I also find that Winning as a team, for me at least, is, is a bit more fun. Yeah. Celebrating with your friends. What are you achieving? Mm -hmm. If you're winning alone, like you can always high five the, the coach and whatnot. But the sense of shared achievement, yeah. I find very rewarding. And I do think that is a, a feeling that we have together and the people that we've built the team around. Mm. I appreciate your, you, you dumbing down uh, business uh, <laughs> strategy for, for someone like myself. I appreciate that, Magnus. But it's a very good, uh, very good analogy. I, and it totally makes, totally makes sense. And I, 
Uh, one of the things which uh, I, I found a little bit humorous was uh, my first uh, Friday Friday wins, and you said, "Oh, it's almost Monday." You you ended with so the, <laughs> but now I, I see it's more of a, a closed circle, so to speak, than uh, you being not very big fan of the weekends. <laughs> I like weekends too. Yeah. We we we. Part jokingly said that Monday is the best day of the week, but but it's also the fact that Monday is also the the, the opportunity that you're given to like to keep building, and 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 that is very much also when you talk about culture, we we do look for very carefully in our hiring process: uh, do people have the right motivation? Can we as a company? offer you the place where you get to work on technologies you like to work with to work towards customers that you're interested in and the end product do you believe in what we want to do for this industry and these industries if you do that you're there for the right reason and whatever you aim to to learn and however you want to grow your personal career and your personal skills as well uh, Plato is a place where you can move in that direction and and kind of with that then Mondays is the opportunity to move in that direction. So it's given time to, to learn, grow and build among kind of colleagues and friends. And, and for me, that is something that's strong. Yeah. Uh, it's very, uh, I've, I find it very uh, inspiring as someone who has uh, been doing uh, restaurant business for a long time, where uh, usually the, the time where, where the waiter and uh, the chefs are, are talking together is during service and there is not a whole lot of communication in between. I think uh, planning and doing stuff like uh, like you do it here, I think it's uh, it's a good way to show each other's uh, values and, and priorities within the company to, to build a, a stronger foundation for it. One of the, the one of the things as well you're you're pretty outspoken with internally at least is the uh, the amount of potential customers out there, <laughs> which is a lot uh, if you count every cidery, every brewery, every distillery, uh, or washmaker in in the world at least anyone who is fermenting then you you go to kombucha and yeah you you go uh, you go a lot of directions with it but it, it makes me curious. Uh, a little bit. What what is sort of the the goal for for Plato, um, as uh, the the rocket keeps firing upwards towards the sky? What, what is what is the goal of Plato? Good one. Now, just taking one step back before I start answering that, we've we've set out to change the way the world looks at fermentation, and kind of fermentation is this fantastic process where where microorganisms turns sugar in the case of beer into then ethanol and co2 but you can program these also yeast cells and other or other microorganisms to be fantastic microorganisms to help us produce whatever it is we want to produce mm-hmm. now what i was a bit surprised by when i was reading up on the industry and trying to understand how do they work today was how manual the process was mm-hmm. so it is it's it's fairly complex because the, the the rate of fermentation will depend on the the ingredients and seasonality in those in the temperature of the surroundings and the generation for instance of yeast used so there are many parameters that goes into what a fermentation curve looks like so it could it could start and stop and accelerate and deaccelerate at that kind of was not random times but it means that controlling it is complex Mm -hmm. and if the way of controlling a complex process is by taking a daily manual sample which gives you one data point per day you will typically have far too little data Mm -hmm. 
to properly understand what is happening between noon on Tuesday and noon on Wednesday. And if nobody goes into the brewery on weekends, you will have a good 48 hours with, with a gap of understanding. And a lot can happen in between. Mm-hmm. And if something's going wrong and you don't have that access or, or access to that information in, in real time, you will typically be too late yeah. with the action you wanted to take. And the same applied for pretty much all different types of fermentation. So we set out to kind of open up this space, not make it a, a, a black box, but could, to give access on your cell phone if you're at home, wherever you are, and then also help these, in this case, brewers take the right action at the right time. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everybody who is fermenting and there's large variability in what is happening and you need timely information to make timely actions, those are the customers that we'll be going after. Mm-hmm. And right now as well with the Plato Pro, which is our first business to business sensor, we are seeing that there's probably a good 100,000 companies out there across the industries that you mentioned that would benefit from this technology and the solution. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've seen firsthand and we hear from our customers the value this is giving them. And that's quite inspiring uh, when we also ask ourselves the question, what can we do better and, and what should we do next? Mm-hmm. And kind of one thing that I also would point out as part of our culture is uh, how we how we partner with our customers. We have a business model that is software as a service, which, which I personally love because it is, if we deliver enough value, that customer relationship should be everlasting. If they get 10 times as much value from working with us than what we make, why would they not continue to work with us? But that also means that since we are planning for a very long-term relationship, we also get the customer's feedback to us on what do they think we should improve because they're almost telling us, what do I need 12 months from now to continue to be a partner of yours? Mm -hmm. And our job is to deliver on that. So a lot of the innovation and a lot of the creativity, of course, a lot of it comes internally, but a lot of it also comes from working with uh, customers that have high requirements from us mm. that pushes us makes us better and in return the customers get a more relevant and better product yeah. it's a win-win situation yeah and I think that's it, it's, it's an honest one as that we will only succeed if our customers stick around and choose to continue paying us and the only way they do that is if they're happy with the value and the solutions they're getting and I think also personally we try to be people uh, that they can approach, talk to, and have good discussions with. Because I think also that is something that's often a bit missed yeah. in, in business to business. It's a lot of sales. What's next? What's yeah, yeah. The pipeline? What's coming? Yeah. But you could make it personal. Mm. We consider ourselves a technology and solution partner for these breweries mm. who often have not had many technology partners. Mm-hmm. So trying to get in there and trying to make it a something positive. Mm. And we get it. It's very rewarding for us working with fantastic brewers uh, worldwide. We currently have customers in, I think it's now 26 countries, which is quite amazing. It, it is it's a, lot of, uh, it's a lot of different cultures and backgrounds and histories that is uh, combined within all those customers and, uh, and the feedback you get from them, I can, I can imagine. Oh, absolutely. And, and we are a, a relatively young, growing company, but so are our customers. Mm-hmm. Most of them are our craft breweries. And, and remember that these are startups yeah. by definition. 
So kind of they recognize what we're doing and we recognize what they're doing and we are here to help. And I think that's also a good foundation for collaboration. I think yeah, I think we will leave it with that. It's a great way to to end this uh, end this talk, and I appreciate you taking the time, sharing a little bit about uh, your experience coming from the technology side in towards the business side. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll have one because I have one thing I'm wondering because I have I have been lucky enough to be in this uh, industry for quite a number of years, and it's been uh, like I can only assume the majority of the listeners we have as well. It's been the life for 100% of the waking hours and probably some of the sleeping hours as well. What is one of the things which has fascinated you coming from a totally different industry into the beer business? I love the passion that people bring uh, to discussions, to what they're trying to achieve, to what they're working on, to why they're doing it. Very few people end up in, in brewing by chance. It is typically because it's been a hobby. They grew fascinated by what this industry is, that they can make great products that their customers appreciate. And I think that reflects pretty much every conversation we have. They are truly passionate about what they do and why they're doing it. And I think that makes it a lot more interesting to go to work every day. I believe that we, we match that passion and enthusiasm with what we do and what we try to do for our customers. Uh, but it, it's not often that you find this amount of, of passion in kind of most industries. I don't want to name drop any at this point. Uh, but but uh, brewing and cider, wine, those we talk to, they're there with a mission and a purpose of why they're there and what they try to do. And I just love that. Very nice. Thank you very much, uh, Magnus, for taking another round with me. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing uh, how far the rocket ship is going upwards <laughs> in the coming years. We'll keep building. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another round. Please uh, rate and review the podcast on wherever you're listening to it uh, to help spread awareness of it to more beer people. And feel free to share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. See you next time.